You are listening to The Sauna Show, a podcast that explores new ways to combat modern life and reclaim your health and vitality. My name is Sebastian Miro and I'm the CEO of Clearlight Saunas International and a passionate entrepreneur and health enthusiast. I'm sitting down with scientists, holistic health practitioners and change makers in the wellness space to talk about all things detox, health and happiness. Welcome to the show, Juliet. So awesome to have you. I've uh, seen a lot of your work over the years and really, really excited to have you on our show. Thank uh, you so much for having me. I'm actually really, really excited to be on it. Brilliant. So, so cool. And, and I know you're actually uh, taking a break of your, of your holiday for this podcast. So a special thank you for, for making that time during oh. time with your family. That's, that's very cool. Pleasure. <laughs> hey, um, for the people, I know many people know you, but you know, for the people that haven't heard your name before or are not quite clear what you're standing for, is, um, what do you actually exactly do? Okay, uh, good question. Well, I'm a sexologist, so that means that I've studied sex extensively, um, both at university and in different um, trainings around the world. And then obviously in my own personal life, I've definitely, um, I'm in the midst of life and in the midst of a journey myself with sex. So what I do is um, I educate people holistically about sex and I work one-on-one -on -one with people um, as a coach. So with couples and with single people, um, talking about sex relationships but um, I definitely approach the topic from a holistic place so not just telling people you know get in this position and you'll mm. have this type of orgasm it's mm. more so how can you feel turned on in everyday life and enjoy sex daily where it doesn't need to be um, you know traditional sex but enjoy feeling the sexual energy in our body daily so yeah um, okay. there's lots Lots of different branches of my, my <laughs> business and career, but that's it in a nutshell. Fascinating. That's really fascinating because sex is, I mean, sex is everywhere, but I'm pretty sure it's from your point of view, not well understood by, by the masses, right? And, and even though mm. people might think a lot about it and, and have a lot of sex or, or it's just on their mind, it's in the, definitely in the media. But when it comes to really understanding it, uh, I, w I would think it's probably way less than as much as it's talked about huh i agree yeah yeah i mean we just we're not given the um the proper education as children or as adults about sex that we all i feel we all deserve mm. deserve and so um the information that's out there is is very limited and um there's there's not much holistic sex education out there for any age group so yeah yeah and how did you get into this line of work this is a really special field i didn't even know it existed <laughs> as such especially when i hear that it's it's quite quite holistic it's not just about like, you know well, it's not at all about the medical side of things like you know how, what do i do mm. if i have a sexual like like um like, like an issue like or, or a real like an organ problem that has nothing to do with that right so i didn't even know that field really existed until a few years ago mm. well 
I studied psychology when I was a lot younger and then taught yoga, became a mother and had a bit of a journey with my career and life. And um, I then studied a master's in sexology, which is quite science based and is more the um, like the scientific study of sex. And so um, I began uh, and I did that because I studied sex because I've always enjoyed talking about it and learning about it and I feel really comfortable speaking about it and um and so you know with the intention of um spending my life doing something that I love and um making money doing that I wanted to do something that really excited me and that was sex so it made sense to study it and um, and then I studied a lot of Tantra and um, travelled the world doing that. And that definitely brought the more holistic approach. And then I've always been very interested in health. And, I, you know, I studied acupuncture. I didn't finish my acupuncture degree, yeah. but I did um, study that. And, um, I, you know, personally, I'm very interested in holistic health. So that's where that side of things comes from hey um uh, what what are the people that you help like what um from what walks of lives do they come or what what are sort of the com common theme that you come across when people see you it's mm, a good question and um because they definitely are themes and to be honest um often the type of people that come to me and the challenges that they, that they bring reflect where i'm at in life or what I'm going through so it's interesting shamanically that that happens it's like um so the common themes have been a lot of couples um challenges and that is like low libido or mismatched libido so one person having a higher libido than the other and um that bringing very common worldwide um, I get a lot of women who come to me who want to increase like the amount of pleasure that they're experiencing mm -hmm. or just explore more sexually and feel more confident mm -hmm. doing so and not feel shame and guilt around their desire to explore in that way. Uh, a lot of relationship stuff. <laughs> um, and as you can imagine, like I said, you know, people come to me with challenges sexually but often it has something to do with the fact they hate their job and they're working long hours and they feel stressed and so suddenly their libido drops and they think it's because there's something wrong with them when really a change of career can change everything so um yeah like I said I look at all areas of life of life and often it's because people are unhappy in in something you know a different area of their life to sex but it's all interlinked Wow. Okay. So, so that's, um, yeah, you just said that sort of almost like in a, in a side sentence, but basically that's, that's a really, really big theme that people are just unhappy in other parts of their lives and therefore mm -hmm. their sex life reflects it. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Always. Yeah. 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 That's so important to know, I think, because, um, we often, I think just look at the, um, um, the effect, like, you know, like it's, it's about, you know, what's really the cause and what's the outcome and and uh, the, or the symptom and so s the sex life is a good indicator about how our whole life is running yeah yeah definitely definitely um 
and not necessarily the amount of sex we're having because someone who's highly stressed in a highly stressful career and a really shitty relationship could still be having a lot of sex but it comes down to the quality of that sex and and the capacity for deep um, connection with their partner or lovers or whoever they're sharing that with and or with themselves. So, um, yeah, the quality of sex is more, I guess, more the issue than the quantity for a lot of people. I see. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, when you talk about unmatched uh, libido and you say like mm. one month more and one less, is that something that is normally an imbalance in, either of them you know one is imbalanced therefore they want more than they naturally would have or the other one lower or is it more like we are actually different people and we have different libidos this is actually just as we come as we come and then on top of that environmental factors change that the latter so definitely i think we all have differing libidos based on um you know health different aspects of our health and this can change throughout life as anyone listening will know you know if we go through say pregnancy and birth as a woman that can change our libido or having a child that's not sleeping can change everyone's libido or death you know death of a loved one um stressful career bad diet all these things impact our libido so it ebbs and flows throughout our lifetime and that's completely normal but then so that's the environmental stuff also mixed in um but yeah some people are just more sexual than others and that's okay Mm. you know a lot of a lot of humans don't need to be having sex all the time to feel fulfilled and feel joy and then others really love a lot of sex and so um when we come together in partnership that can create challenges yeah and that's very common okay that's interesting that Every person is different. However, when I look, and that might be a very different topic, is um, I, I heard this line before that sex sells, right? That, so that, you know, mm. se- sexual um, news and, and, you know, just, I guess, you know, celebrities make use of that by, you know, wearing really little or, or making really suggestive poses and pictures. Mm. So are there two different things bec- between, um, what, you know, what people look at and what people might be interested in? It in? And what actually is happening in their own bedroom? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's true. Sex sells. I always joke about that. You Mm. know, the beautiful images of beautiful people, Mm. they're just something, there's something about it. Um, But it can be definitely very different to what's going on behind closed doors, just like anything in life, you know um we don't know the half of it i mean i i have an insight into what's going on behind closed doors because mm-hmm. i've seen hundreds of people you know as clients and couples but mm. um yeah even my sex life you know like people think it's perfect and we must be just sitting having all this deep spiritual sex all day every day but we joke and say you know there's definitely a difference with between what people think we're doing and what actually happens like any relationship i've had there's been challenges and um and that's normal and i'm the first to admit that it's not perfect yeah 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 and on the, on the upside i guess you know if you have challenges that's how you can grow it's really hard to grow if there's 
success is a poor teacher, I always say, and, and I think that, that that is true for, for sex life as well. You know, if something is not right, you know, then I guess, you know, a lot of tools of working on it. And I would mm -hmm. bet that the people that have worked on it say, well, it's much better than what I expected it to be because I actually faced something that, that was there all along. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> hey, um, so you talked a little bit about stress and um, and other things that might be not, you know, that, that definitely don't support what the libido. Mm. Would you mind if we just, I would love to hear your tools and your tips around, you know, what, what, what works um, to, to increase your overall intimacy, especially in long-term relationships, because I think there's a different gear when you go into a longer relationship versus like, if you have, you know, you are in the beginning of a, of a relationship. But before we go there, um, what would be a no libido practice? It's it's the opposite of, I guess, what we would talk about most of the time. But you know, like just like what's an absolute killer? You say like, if you do this, it will not work. You know, you you mentioned already if you're <laughs> unhappy in your work or something, because I think it makes it really obvious, and people might miss that. Uh, you know, the the no list sometimes just. That's an important to have a no to-do list and a to-do list, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, I like that approach. That's actually really creative to think Thank of you. it that way. Uh, good one. <laughs> um, what not to do or, yeah, these are things that are going to kill your libido. Um, eating really shitty processed food, that would be um, a big part of low libido. Um, not drinking enough water like these are like the absolute basics feeling dehydrated which then dehydrates our genitals which you know, dries us up um being in jobs and i guess it doesn't matter whether you have a job or not but spending time each day doing things that you dread and hate and um yeah that that's a big libido killer mm. Um, lack of communication in relationship is a huge killer and um, conflict and um, arguing and, you know, the yucky side of relating and really bad communication, that's a libido killer. Um, oh, abusing alcohol and all the, all the obvious stuff is just going to kill libido over time. Mm. And decrease, like I said, the quality of sex more than anything. So, you know, when the, people can use stress as a sex relief. So someone say um, the typical example would be someone who's in a really high power career, is working a lot and then sleeping with multiple women or men um, just to kind of distract themselves from the stressful life they're living the quality of sex guaranteed is shit but they're using it as a stress relief so um everybody responds in different ways to stress but yeah there's some of the way some of the basics of libido killers for for your listeners who are who are listening thinking oh maybe i should you know chat to someone about what happened when I was younger or um, the relationship challenges I'm going through. I just recommend shopping around for someone and it may take seeing three practitioners until you find the one that suits you because we're all so different. Like, and it's such a shame when I hear someone say, Oh, I saw one psychologist and you know, he was really shit and I didn't like it. And then they just yeah. never see anyone never again. again and ride off getting that support. So yeah, yeah shop around. <laughs>
<laughs> Great. Well, thanks for that. Yeah, I'm a big believer as well that, you know, um, I've heard you talking before that there are different phases of a relationship and that some some issues are really common for the, the early states and some, some issues are more common for you know, later states is what we would call probably a long-term relationship. Um, mm. Would you mind just talking a little bit on that, like what you would see is an issue like sort of for, for people who just get into a relationship and what could happen there? And then what, what's more sort of like a long-term relationship issue? Mm, yeah, sure. Well, you know, there's always that so-called honeymoon period that we have in new relationships that a lot of couples have where we are really sexually attracted to each other and having a lot of sex and then that dies down and we wonder what happened. Um, but that that's really common. Some challenges that couples do experience um, in those early days are always um, it seems down to lack of communication about needs and boundaries and desires and what we need as individuals to be able to open sexually um, and, you know, even divulging um, details of any trauma or um, being vulnerable and opening up about what our insecurities are. All these types of things are really important in the early days because what what those conversations do is set up our relationship for success, basically, and our sexual relationship for success. So um, what can happen is we don't know how to communicate effectively, which is not our fault. It's another thing that we haven't been educated about. Most of us have parents who don't communicate effectively. Um, and so we don't learn those skills. And then we get into a new relationship and it, it's just hard to communicate what we need. So that's a challenge that I see a lot of new couples facing and couples who come to me in the early days. It's often can be solved with a couple of sessions just around, okay, like how can you communicate what you need in a clear way and a non-threatening way in a non-judgmental way and how can we listen to each other more and, you know, listening is such a big part of it. So that's for new couples a big challenge. And and then um, for long-term couples, well, lots of challenges seem to <laughs> seem to come about um I guess where do I start you know like like I've keep saying like lack of communication so increasing communication skills yeah. is really important but also what can happen is um couples start out seeing each other on the weekends and then perhaps moving into a couple of times a week and then then we move in together and then we see each other every day and then we're with each other in every moment of every day. And so one challenge that can happen is we spend so much time together that there it decreases the polarity between us. So it decreases the like magnetism because we become so accustomed to being around that other person that the attraction drops, not because we don't think they're beautiful or, you know, we don't feel attracted to them. Like we can look at them and feel attracted, but then just be like, oh, I just don't feel like sex. And that's because there's this lack of magnetism, lack of polarity. So lots of, um, you know, dating coaches or like sex coaches will say, create a date night each night and spend time with each other. And that is something I suggest, especially for parents, because we can fall into 
um, you know, just being around the kids all the time and not having time to ourselves, which is a whole other topic. But um, what I suggest more than a date night is actually making sure that both people have enough solitude and enough time apart so that we can create that um, that anticipation to see each other again. And that often helps a lot of couples when they go, oh, yeah, I'll schedule in a night a week where I do something for myself and support each other and having solitude. That, that can help. Um, yeah I like I really do recommend that couples take time to like have romantic getaways so I'm not 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 always the biggest fan of like having a set date night but taking time out where you get out of the mundane everyday um kind of day-to-day grind and get away and and be in different places and different environments because that often for lots of couples when they do that and they choose that and prioritize that and prioritize intimacy and connection without laptops without phones etc that actually can spice things up so that's like a really practical thing that a couple could do who are listening is like just book a weekend away like even if it's just one night especially if you have kids one night without the kids that can do wonders for a relationship so what would you like what are the the common common ways that you can prioritize sex in your, in your normal life like how can you actually bring that in because i was just wondering you know like on a press of a button things don't like you know we humans are really multifaceted and quite complex and and you can't just say look you know we schedule it for what for 7 p.m you know on a, on a wednesday night or can we I know that one's funny the whole oh we'll just do it every Wednesday night like I don't I don't resonate with that idea at all because I could schedule it in and then it gets to that night and I'm like I'm not in the mood and I personally don't want to have sex when I'm not in the mood um so how can we like bring it in daily well I think firstly whether you're single or in a relationship We need to choose to prioritise connection, intimacy and ultimately sex. If you're single, then prioritise it with yourself first. And even if you're in a relationship, prioritise it with yourself. So what does it look like to connect with my sexual energy and feel pleasure on a daily basis? That would be a question I ask people. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like directly a sexual thing that you do or a sexual action like for me it's it's like taking a nice bath with essential oils um that's pleasurable for me it doesn't mean I'm having multiple orgasms in the bath it just means I'm closing the door and enjoying space and time by myself so that's me prioritizing pleasure um and, and so um I'm getting lost with what I'm saying um <laughs> Yeah, so prioritizing pleasure daily as an individual. And then if you're in a relationship, it's really important to to both be on the same page with prioritizing sex. So if one person, this is where a mis this this is where it can get challenging. If one person really wants to prioritize sex in the relationship and the other one is like, well, it's actually not that much of a priority, like work is priority now, or whatever um then that's where it can get tricky because 
if you want to have a great sex life, you both need to be prioritizing it. And so have the conversation and get on the same page with that um, and, and ask each other, what does that look like for you? Like if we were to prioritize more intimacy and connection and sex, what, what does that look like? Does that mean we're having sex once a week or every day? Because th there's, you know, miscommunication that can happen there. Like one, one person in the relationship may be like, well, if we have it once a week, I'm happy. And the other person wants to have it three times a day. And so it's, it's about compromise. Um, but prioritizing is really important and finding things that you can do for yourself that bring you pleasure. Are there, are there stereotypes? needs and wants of, of men and men and women or is that just a misperception oh uh, look there's stereotypes that you know men men can just kind of connect physically and then get on with their day and women need more emotional connection before they open and there's there are stereotypes but I, I do like to talk about how women to feel like they want to open sexually, often they need their heart opened first. So by that, they need to feel safe. They need to feel like they have a really strong heart connection and then their legs will open basically easier. Whereas for men, it's, it's often that they actually first want to want to connect sexually and then their heart opens. So this is more of a tantric belief, but it's like, if we can understand that about each other in heterosexual relationships, um, obviously I'm, I'm being very stereotypical mm. talking about men and women, but um, if you can understand that about each other, then um, I guess we just understand each other better. So, you know, like an example of this is men, and this is very stereotypical and talking mm. very in, in general about men, mm. but men um, really sometimes it's like a man would just like uh, their partner to just put at least put their hand on their penis mm. to feel like grounded and turned on. Mm. And so them knowing that about themselves, they go straight to touch their woman on the genitals. But it's like we, if you actually just put your hand on your woman's heart first and breathed with her and kissed her there, like she's going to be able to melt and surrender and drop more into her sexual energy, then touch her pussy. And that's, that's more of a turn on. So these are like little things that if you knew, you'd probably get a lot more sex if you knew this about each other. <laughs> that's not a big ask, is it? We're not talking about a, one hour of breathing together and touching the heart. No. <laughs> no. I, I mean, one thing that's coming up for me is to talk about polarity between two people who are making love. Mm. And what I mean by that is having like a yin and a yang or the masculine or the feminine. And when I say masculine and feminine, I don't mean gender. I just mean two, two polarizing energies that are playing out in sexual interactions. So, um, and this is for same sex couples too. Often that for there to be like fireworks and really great ecstatic sex, one person needs to be more in the like, the feminine which is opening softening surrendering um moving dancing playing like energy and then one person needs to be more in that penetrative and i don't just mean physically penetrative at all but penetrative energy that's that's like more yang 
when there's those opposing energies happening in the bedroom, that's when fireworks happen. You know, and an example of when it doesn't work is say, um, like a, a personal example would be when I was um, with women and we both um, wanted to be in like the the feminine energy or the like the yin energy and there was no one in the yang. So there were, wasn't any fireworks. So it kind of led to just um, not much polarity, which, which didn't work. But that can also happen in, in, you know, relationships between men and women where we both just want to lie there and starfish and it's not, it just doesn't lead to ecstasy, that's for sure. <laughs> Do you have some some tips of how to soften into that because that that does benefit that, that polar, polarization that you're talking about so much? Yeah, it's such a good topic. You've touched on something that's very common, um, especially because these days, you know, there's more and more women who are so driven and running businesses and in high-powered careers. And so they have a lot of responsibility and um work hard hours and they're very much in that more the masculine energy of, of driven results, success, goals, ticking boxes, um, structure. So so they, they're in that in their day-to-day -day life and then they come home and they find it hard to drop into the feminine energy. And I'm one of those women, like when I'm when I'm working a lot, um I I can relate to this where I, I come home and then I still want to remain in control and 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 have like structure, but it doesn't work. It it just does not work for for my sex life. And I can speak for a lot of women and, and who I've seen and friends and just like you said, chatting to friends about it. It's common. So what we can do is really like simple things. So choosing feminine practices that allow us to drop into the softer, more receptive energy. So it may just be something like when you get home, prioritizing taking a bath or laying in the sun for like half an hour at lunchtime and just feeling the sun on our skin and just melting into the ground and and like opening and softening and making that a conscious practice or taking up dancing like ecstatic dance or going to dance lessons doing something that allows us to flow more in that feminine energy um, and then that gives us a foundation to be able to take that feeling into our relationship and 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 receive more and surrender more and um But, you know, there's also the other side of the coin that we need to be with partners, whether they're women or men, who can then bring in the more penetrative energy so yeah. that we can surrender. So, yeah, it always takes two to tango. Yeah, and I'm sure having a conversation around it also must help, you know, and just acknowledging like, look, you know, I, I like if you take the lead or look, I, I like when you actually mm. soften really up and, and let, let me take the lead and, I think that then will open conversation that is wider of like, look, you know, how do I get there or how do I feel about it and so on. And um, as you said in the beginning, the, the communication must be an absolute key for all of this. Yeah, I'm just asking, like, how can I best, if, say if it's between a man and a woman, the man, the woman wants to be more in her feminine, doesn't know how, but it, the man could ask the question, like, how can I best support you to be in that energy more? What do you need? Do you need me to take the kids for three hours every Saturday morning 
so that you have the house to yourself and you can dance or you can, you know, do whatever they need to do. So it's like, how can I support you to be in that energy more? And the same goes for women um, or the, or the person who wants to hold the masculine pole more. How can like, how can I best support you to be in your masculine more? These are the questions we need to ask each other so that we can gain support to, to fulfill those roles that we want to have. When you talked about, um, you know, um, driven women and, you know, goal oriented, um, that can even happen in the bedroom itself, right? That there's uh -huh. quite goal oriented sex. I certainly have, have experienced it myself, but also know that that, that can be a real turnoff for, for one of the people involved for sure can you talk a little yeah. bit on that yeah yes definitely this is this is an epidemic i think this is like <laughs> this is a really big issue and it is that most of us are very much goal oriented when we're having sex and that means that we're racing to a finish line we're racing to the finish line of wanting to have an orgasm or ejaculate or whatever it is that's at the finish line and what happens when we do that and we're in that mind frame is we miss out on all the other stuff leading up to orgasm. And um, so what I suggest as a practice is actually taking out the end goal of orgasm completely, which can sound very foreign to a lot of people who spent their whole lives um, seeing sex as an end goal and experiencing it as finishing with an orgasm but what happens when we go the opposite and we take orgasm out as a goal is we're able to drop into deeper connection whether it's self-pleasuring so you can practice this with self-pleasure or whether it's with another person or more than one pe pe person it doesn't matter um but it just creates deeper connection and intimacy and for those who only have ever experienced one way of of experiencing orgasm it opens up a whole other like all these possibilities of different styles of orgasm and different ways of experiencing our sexual energy other than for men ejaculation or for women often clitoral orgasm um so yeah you know every now and then a quickie's great and we all love a quickie well most of us do at some stage but um if we can take out having to just get to the orgasm or get to the end then it just opens up a whole new world of possibilities with sex and connection it sounds like there's quite a theme of common things that happen and i, I wouldn't be surprised if uh people in a relationship would experience com um multiple of these issues if you could like if you could outlay a great sort of practice or path of, of how you would describe people could get to a point of having a better sex life how would you how would you start you, you did it in fragments anyway of like having a get take away um going away for for a day or you know starting slowly or could you sort of put this in in, in one Oh, in, in a couple of sequences, I think that would really help for people to actually picture, oh, it can be like that. Mm, okay, well, I'll just speak gen in general yeah, terms sure. to both singles and couples. Um, and it may not be what you think, like I'm not going to give you really kinky um, ideas. I'm more, I'm more going to be giving you really the basics, which is firstly, prioritising intimacy, and connection and sex. And so making the decision or the choice 
to begin exploring that area of your life more with more conscious awareness and with um, more curiosity and with a commitment to educate yourself and experience as much as possible. So putting it at the top of your priority list, you know, valuing, putting it as a value, like valuing intimacy above all else. So that's that's the first step. And then once we make that choice in our life, then things always seem to flow on in a more easier way. So the next step is um, taking care of our health and making that a choice. So eating, um, you know, much less processed food or, you know, fresh fruit and vegetables. For, I personally prioritize eating organic food. Um, and, and like, making that a choice to, to eat clean and then um, communicating about sex effectively and learning how to communicate in relationship or learning how to communicate if you're single with new lovers or with friends or family, talking about sex more and seeking out people who you can surround yourself with who already enjoy a great sex life or who are also curious and interested in prioritizing this area of our lives our lives so so find mentors friends teachers who you can be spending time with or listening to or you know whether it's you find a podcast you love or something but something that you can um learn more about sex and relationships regularly so that's like education and then just learning to enjoy pleasure every day in whatever form that takes it may be self-pleasuring every day it may be making love every day but it may not be it may just be sitting in the sun for 10 minutes every morning or um you know committing to one weekend a month we go away together as a couple or or we have like a date night but just looking at ways that we can introduce pleasure into our life more regularly and it doesn't necessarily have to be just having wild sex you know they're some of the basics that I recommend and and finding um finding someone like I said a mentor or a coach or someone who you can speak to about sex and and speak to about past trauma and and belief systems and stories that we have around this area of our life and creating new stories and and new thoughts about the topic so that we have a more positive experience and create a more positive experience in our life there's one really great um great supplement that we can take which is called maca which is a peruvian from peru and it's a root and it's known as nature's viagra in in south america and that you can take in capsule or powder form and we have it in our um, smoothies and um, like hot drinks and that increases um, libido it increases vaginal lubrication it's an amazing natural um, food that we can use and that i see great results with another thing that i recommend is medicinal mushrooms and I'm a big advocate um, of that, uh, you know, of of bringing them into our daily diet to increase libido. Um, and, you know, I'm not an expert, so I'm not going to recommend each one. But, you know, you're friends with Mason at Superfeast. So Mason has um, some really great tips on libido boosting herbs and mushrooms that mm. work. 
So these are like practical things that, that people can do straight away that actually do work that I see results in very quickly. Yeah, and I know you have a podcast on, well, you have a post in the podcast to start with, and you have a podcast where you actually interview based <laughs> on these different uh, medicinal mushrooms. So that's probably a good one to listen to. If people want to find your podcast, what would they type in? Just your name, Juliet? Um, well, the, the podcast is called Authentic Sex with uh -huh. Juliet Allen. So yeah, if they just type that into iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud, it's it's on my website too. Um, they can find it. And as you said, there's an episode on there with Mason there's so many episodes on there though like over a hundred now and covering all sorts of topics um so yeah have a listen if you want to hear more and I know you have got um, a particular class you, you probably classes online classes all the time and of course you're, you're coaching and I'm sure that's online so people can reach you from all over the world but um you mm -hmm. have something really exciting coming up in November do you want to talk a little bit about that we talked about it quickly before this call yeah it's called pleasure school pleasure school is an an online school that I created approximately a year ago and um It came about because I've been running workshops in Australia and globally, and I wanted to, um, I basically, I wanted to stop traveling as much, and I wanted to put all my workshops into one online school where people from all over the world could log in and have instant access to everything. And so I created Pleasure School, and it's a 12-month experience, and so people, um, sign up and become a student and then have access to different lessons. And there's a new lesson that comes out each two, every two weeks that has um, journaling questions and guided home study that accompanies the lessons. And um, there's all different teachers on there, not just me. So um, I believe in, you know, bringing in experts in different areas that I can't talk about. Um, and my partner, And Nick also does lots of different lessons for um, men in particular on there too. And yeah, like you said, it opens again for new enrollments November 2nd and will be open for 10 days. So if people are interested in learning more and, and being in a community of people who are really committed to this area of their life, um, then it's a great great resource something else that i heard you talking about and now i make the connection you were saying before before we got on the call that you you love infrared saunas and i thought like yeah that's nice but you know what <laughs> i mean that's great you know we're selling infrared mm. saunas so good for us but um what has that what has that that to do with uh libido and then now that we've spoken a little bit about it and you were talking particularly about stress and softening up and so on There must be a connection there. Would, would you say that's that's why you love it or you, you just Yeah. Look, I actually was hoping you'd bring this up because when I talk about pleasure daily, um, one thing that I do is um, have lots of saunas and I'll go, I actually prefer going to the sauna by myself um, and just it's like my time out and it's super relaxing and it's it's. I just and I actually actually being in the sauna turns me on to if I were to be super honest with you and like I just feel like juiced up after just sweating out all the toxins and then having an ice cold shower afterwards I love it and I'm you know so looking forward to being um home again we've been traveling for eight months now around Australia but once we're home I cannot wait to get back into regular saunas um because 
I feel like they're really beneficial for for my health and I often recommend them to clients too. Yeah. yeah. They actually do move fluids around as well in the body, like especially the lymphatic system, but but also, mm. well, in, in, in general, opens up the, the blood vessels. And I guess uh, as he was talking, about you know you you need to actually be juiced up to really have you know sex mm. um then that might actually contribute to that as well and i guess you know you, you take more fluid in as well or you should when you do an infrared mm-hmm. sauna so that's actually really beneficial then in that as well yeah yeah i think the benefits would be um endless for saunas but definitely i definitely recommend them for people who who want to increase libido and who want to feel more turned on um there's so many benefits so yeah i can't wait to get one before i let you go I, there was one other thing that that i would love you to hear talk, talking about and that's um we connect with the heart before we you know connect physically maybe and but there are a couple of other things that you were saying as well uh on another podcast that i listened to and there was also connect with the mind and with the gut and then we mm-hmm. connect with sex would you mind just to explain that a little bit because i think that's it sounded really profound, but I couldn't quite make sense out of it. Yeah, that's um, something that I teach. And there's a lesson or a couple of lessons and even a guided meditation on this in Pleasure School. So basically what I teach is there's four centers in our body. And to really experience ecstatic sex and also long-term relationships, we want to have a yes at the four centers. So um, the centers are our genitals, so our sex center. So we want to have a yes there, which is like sexual attraction. And then our tummy, which is like that gut feeling or that intuition that we have about someone or sex. And then our heart center. So feeling like a heart connection. And then our head. So our head is like that voice in our head that analyzes everything and often gets in the way of us listening to our heart. But um, having a yes at all four centers is um is optimum and definitely when you do have a yes at all four centers i've noticed myself and also with many people and clients that we can um, enjoy more ecstatic sex so yeah but but you know what lots of people don't don't know how to access like feeling in tune to those areas in their body which is why i've created a guided meditation for that oh that's beautiful i guess lots of people though say to me but how do i know um if i have a yes or no like people are so disconnected from from their body and their their heart and their genitals that they don't even know how to to like drop into that center of their body and feel into it and and so that um that can be a process in itself to be that in tune with our body that we can make choices from those centers in all areas of our life, not just sex. Great. Thanks for that. Yeah, we always finish off uh, this podcast with uh, three, three questions. So the mm-hmm. first one is, um, what gets you out of bed each day? Oh, um, good question. What gets me out of bed? Well, the sunshine does. I love sun and um, I love a morning ritual of often sitting in the sun and drinking like a really nice cacao elixir that has heaps of medicinal mushrooms and all sorts of things in it that pet me up and 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 um feel great in my body 
so that gets me out of bed and then doing what I do for for work is like so exciting I absolutely love what I do and that gets me out of bed every single day like I have to hold back on working lots because I just bloody love it so that's my answer to that thanks yeah that sounds familiar and um just right right now like what what are, what are you really into what are you really interested in is there a field that you're studying at the moment or a book that you love or a podcast that you love anything in particular that sort of is on top of your mind oh um what comes to mind is just learning to rest more and enjoy nothingness that's that's something that I'm really interested in cultivating in my life because I've definitely been go 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 for a long time now and um and when there's when I have opportunities to rest I notice that I fill in those gaps with creation new creations or I'm having to do something and that's come from you know um being around my parents who are always like that and so um I am interested in learning to do nothing and be okay with doing nothing and be okay with just sitting in the sun and just enjoying the nothingness. Hey, um, and the last question is, um, why do you think we, we exist on earth? Why do you think we are here? What, why, why do you think <laughs> humans are here? Oh my gosh. That's like such a, <laughs> big question um just to I don't know what comes to me is to like enjoy creation and enjoy connection and enjoy joy and feel more joy and you know it's it's like a whole other podcast episode my thoughts on humans right now I think we're just out of control and not mostly not feeling connected to nature and not feeling connected to the simple simple rituals of life um but for me that's what life's about is just like filling up my cup and enjoying time with my friends and yeah beautiful that's what comes yeah. to mind. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Well, thanks, Juliet. That was, that was a really beautiful conversation. I really, really enjoyed this uh, this topic because I think it's one that it is often, you know, often thought of, but I, I wonder how often people really, really talk about it in, in this from this angle. And I think um, I, I definitely see there's huge value in, in finding a coach like yourself. And, you know, luckily you are online, so you can be reached from anywhere. And I really recommend to people to really drop into it and and look, mm. yeah, how they can improve their lives. So it, it's, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing service that you do everyone, because I think it's, it's so needed now more than ever. Hey. Definitely. I agree. Thanks for having me. I like, I, you know, really appreciate your time and, and your interest in these topics and um, applaud you for, for bringing these conversations into the world and, and, and talking about it publicly, publicly. So thank you. Anytime, Julia. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. And let's, let's keep in touch. I love your work and keep, uh, keep listening to your podcast. They're awesome. Yeah, definitely keep in touch. Definitely. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you very All much. The best. Thank you. 
Guys, thank you so much for listening to The Sauna Show. My name is Sebastian Mirau, and this episode was sponsored by Quila Jacuzzi Saunas, the world's leading provider of superior quality, full-spectrum infrared saunas. You can find more information and resources for this podcast at thesaunashow.com, all one word, or on Instagram at thesaunashow. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with friends. Until next time, have the best day ever.